Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies, your dog podcast. I'm Adriana Milne, your local dog trainer from Pet Pals Dog Training, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on Radio Karen. So how has your week been so far? Mine has been really awesome, being busy again, back at work, and we've been following through the developments of the, um, the Vet Expo that was held over Wednesday and Thursday this week at the Melbourne Showgrounds, the convention and uh, exhibition center, sorry, not the showground, at um, just very much well-known Jeff's Shed. So uh, it was beautiful. And uh, so there was a lot of stalls there. And our association had a stall, the PPGA. So it was just awesome, the lectures and the theaters and all the, the exhibition stalls and sponsors that we had a chance to follow through. So I wanted to talk today some uh, light things and I wanted to start on a very light note, the doggy chat about some famous dogs movies. Dog movies that you've heard about or you might have just watched before and sometimes it's great for the children you know children love pets when you've got like a, a weekend in the evening you can get uh, maybe from your netflix or i don't know if you still got dvds and i wanted to mention some of five that um i have watched and i think you might enjoy you know as a family evening so the number one that i was going to talk about is called a dog's purpose this one um tells the story of a dog that goes through four lifetimes with different owners through various time periods. And during this journey, the dog uh, steadily understands his real purpose in life. It was actually released in 2017 here in Australia. And uh, is, uh, the length of this movie is about one hour and 40 minutes. Okay, so this one is a nice entertainment movie for you. Another one that was very famous before, and actually uh, is called Marley and Me. I bet you might have heard about or watched more than once, maybe. It was actually based on an autobiographical book by a journalist called John Grogan, and was published, this book, in 2005. And about 13 years that the dog and his family spent... Um, the, the yellow Labrador that they have, and it was called Marley. They had a, a Labrador retriever called Marley. So, and this book, actually, this journalist had a column on uh, one of the American, uh, you know, big newspapers. And that column was a huge success and later became a book and actually got used on a movie. This was uh, released in Australia in 2009 and is a uh, one hour and 50 minutes length, Okay. So another one that I wanted to talk to you is called A Dog's Way Home. This is a bit a uh, newer movie uh, and is when Lucas sent his beloved dog Bella far away to safety and she begins an arduous 400-mile journey across Colorado, USA to be reunited with Lucas, her previous owner. This movie was released in, in Australia in 2019 and has a length of one hour and 32 minutes, okay? So, they are free. And I've got two more. Well, one's very famous, and you, I'm sure you have heard about, but not everybody has watched it. Uh, it's the first version of The Red Dog, and was actually based on the legendary true story of The Red Dog. It was a Kelpie 
who united uh, a local community from Outback, Queens, uh, Outback, uh, WA, in Karata. And uh, while he was roaming Australian Outback, he was in search of his very long lost master, <laughs> his owner. And uh, was actually initially a short novel by Louis de Berniers, uh, a French author, okay, and was adapted to a movie. And then obviously you had later on, a few years after, the, um, uh, an, another version of the, the Red Dog. The uh, other one that I wanted to talk is Oddball. Oddball uh, was, uh, there was a local farmer that frustrated, uh, together with the local council, in Southwest Vic, frustrated by the constant fox attacks on a penguin sanctuary that's called in the movie Swampy Marsh. Then a local chicken farmer decides to train Oddball, his pet dog, that actually was the, of the breed Marima, that is a flock guardian dog breed. And then he was trained to safeguard the birds, the penguins of the island. was actually released in 2015 in Australia. And uh, so it was um, released overseas as well. And uh, it did a thing best here in Australia because uh, this was based in um, a lot of the facts in a local story uh, in an island of uh, Warnable, where they actually happened to visit. And uh, the um, penguin colony got really affected by the local foxes and domestic dogs that were accessing a low tide, the little island. And uh, the local farmer had to train the dogs and, um, because they are going to become extinct, the p local penguins, and it would have been a real pity. So there was a, a movie. Did these five are light movies, entertainment for a family on a weekend, on a rainy day, when you're home, okay? So I think that was a, an interesting thing, just to start on the light note today. And I, I wanted to mention to you, moving on, um, about some important courses that I would so much wish that our pet owners could have access to attending a course such as this. It's called the Pet CPR and First Aid course. And we've got classes actually starting uh, soon in Victoria, all the way in Donvale, another side of town. But this is a course that I saw they will be starting very shortly, November the 11th, coming up now. And it's actually, uh, for more information, you go on pettech.net.au. So www.pettech.net.au. So which types of things would you learn on a course like this? For example, you're going to learn about rescue, breathing, choking management. If your dog chokes with some unwanted items and you need to apply some first aid straight away to save its dog li your dog life, for example, you really need to know what to do. Snout to tail assessment, bleeding and shock management. What would happen, for example, if you're walking your dog out there and suddenly by mistake or just by accident, totally he steps on a broken piece of glass. You know, some unfortunately, some people just smash broken bottles out there. And if you walk your dog a bit at dusk and accesses an area or you just by accident haven't seen there was a broken glass and your dog got cut, how, what would you do as a first aid? Okay, yes, take him to the vet, but what if the vet was closed? Uh, you've got the emergency vets, but it just the first aid is really important until you can get to the vet. It could save your dog life. Uh, insect bites, stings, and snake bites. 
Don't forget, guys, uh, it is springtime right now and it's, it's snake season. So the snakes are out there and you have to be really careful walking your dog, especially on very long grass uh, and don't let them access when they are off-leash long grass areas because they could be breeding, it's breeding season as well and they are very thin, thin at this particular time. So you don't want them to get bitten by a snake. But if ever happened, what would you have to do? Uh, canine and feline CPR, okay? So um, it is a course held via attendance lecture with hands-on practice as well. And for the course cost, it actually includes a handbook. On the conclusion, you will actually receive as well a certificate, a dog certificate conclusion that you actually done the first aid pet um, course. Then... Cost is $150 per person, including morning tea, okay? So have a think about, there are some online first aid courses, uh, pet first aid, uh, and you could try to see if you find, um, you know, some of the local uh, senior first aid for humans, and sometimes some of these courses they are running nowadays, pet first aid courses. But this one is starting very soon, and I wish that every single pet owner, cat owner, and dog owner have opportunity to attend so they knew what to do if an emergency comes up involving the pets. So I will go for a very tiny short break and I'll see you soon on Radio Karen with our lovely podcast, Zoomies. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. Hi, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies on Radio Care on your doggy podcast, and I'm Adriana Mune. Going now to the part that I like sharing with you, because after all, I am a dog trainer. I wanted to talk some training tips for you. For example, uh, one of the big issues that I can um, get contacted sometimes when I have uh, private consultations that I book with clients, some of the issues that do come up quite often is dogs jumping up on people or themselves, uh, especially when they come home from work, or when visitors come to the household, and then the dogs get too excited, and, you know, so what to do? Ideally, the owners would not want the dogs jumping on people. So, there are obviously, some to start with, I have to say, there are different reasons why your dog may be jumping up, and there are individual situations that can provoke this. So, some of the um, reasons can be simply when you get home from work, your dog hasn't seen you for the whole day and is very excited. <coughs> so, obviously, it's partially the desire to greet you and attention-seeking as well. Some of my tips would be that you definitely only use simple, non-threatening methods with your dog to discourage him or her from jumping up on you. On the case of puppies, until they start learning more, you know, skills via attendance to a puppy school or with a private trainer, you really want to start rewarding their four paws on the floor, get your interaction with the puppy. And 
other suggestion that I would say is you could have, depending on how you arrive home, some people park the car, have a remote garage, remote, open the garage, park the car inside the garage, may have a door, adjoining door into the hall of the home. And uh, so then they greet the dog, could be the dog stay inside the house or sometimes the dog's on the backyard. So either way, one possibility would be if you have a tight uh, little jam jar with a tight lid in the garage with treats kept away from the dog that nobody can access. And then once you uh, are ready to greet your dog, you could have some treats handy. And then you can just open the door or the sliding door and then already come out asking your dog to sit and then rewarding the seat. As I said, for puppies, you can just reward four paws on the ground, okay? Or other situation when you get home um, and you don't have where to put this little tight lid with a jam jar with treats inside, you can have maybe a plastic container very nicely closed inside your card glove box. You could get a couple of dry treats. And when you open the backyard door, the garage door into the backyard, you can already greet your dog. Uh, I would suggest once you can get the dog to sit uh, reliably, uh, then reward with high-value treats if you could or the dry kibble that you got. Uh, because during summer, when it's warm, you can't have any meat-based uh, things out of a fridge. So dry food can be used in those circumstances. So uh, think about, okay, and please, uh, I know it's hard and that's something that I think all of us um, <laughs> need to contain ourselves. Because if you had a long day out, you could have been a, a day trip that you went or just work a long day, and you come home and you're excited to see your dog, but the more excitement you express and the moment you start raising high-pitched voice and the hands like waving the air, that would be an invitation for the dog to jump on you and you don't want that. So try to contain your excitement a little bit, please. The calmer you are, the best to be to guide your dog on meeting people politely and yourselves as well, okay? So, and then moving on about what happens when the visitors come home, come home, come to visit you, okay? If you are very familiar with the person and you're like, you could suggestion, maybe have a little chat over the phone and try and just tell them, well, I'm training my dog to meet people nicely uh, without jumping up and uh, would just be handy if you probably come a bit calmer without talking too much, not too aroused when you come to the door. So give a chance for us to uh, practice some behavior. We're going to go to the break right now, and I'll continue shortly. Hey, everybody. This is Art Alexakis from the band Everclear, and it's good to be talking to you here at Radio Carom. Hi. Thank you for listening to Zoomies. So, if you have visitors coming, I would suggest you have the dog on the lead when you're expecting them at home to your house. So the dog cannot go racing right up towards the visitor coming in. Have your treats handy with you and to give the visitor so when the visitor comes to say hi to the dog, you can reward him without the jumping happen. So very important that people are consistent on this and that the family as well keeps consistency when approaching the dog, the family dog, because it just needs one or to people of the household, to start rewarding a dog jumping on the person and then they'll be coming for more because they get attention. You were interacting <laughs> with them. 
and any attention <laughs> pushing the dog down or you just say no, don't say no, don't push, it is uh, uh, getting rewarded. So they will be coming for more. So if you start uh, teaching the dog to sit for greeting and that gets your interaction with them, the tendency that in the near future they'll be sitting for greeting naturally because that's what it works for them. That's what it gets you interacting with your dog. So going for methods, I would say, once again, puppies reward four paws on the floor. Teach your dog an alternative behavior when meeting people. For example, ask your dog to sit when meeting yourself coming home from work or the visitors. Because if the dog is sitting, that's incompatible with jumping up, okay? Uh, practice approaches from humans regularly is really important because the excitement many times happens, the lack of opportunity to meet strangers or visitors coming to the home or to the backyard. So they get so excited they can't contain themselves because obviously they, if the dog enjoys people, they want to say hello. Other uh, thing that's probably when they are a little bit more advanced in training, you can teach um, you can teach your dog on early stages to go to a station, but uh, then building on that, uh, going to a station, for example, a mat, and teaching your dog to sit. Then waiting calmly um, while we open the door. And then the higher level dogs in terms of training, then you teach that go to mat, sit, and then stay. And then it, that will be another level up. And then the owner or the visitor can come in and then reward the dog calmly on that station, okay? But this uh, the station is better when you've got two people in the house to implement the technique because one can be opening the door while the other is working with a high-value treat and a treat pouch, obviously, rewarding the dog for staying calmly on a seat stay at the station while the other person opens the door for the visitor coming through. So these are some of the tips that I've got for you in regards to the jumping on people and every person interaction is opportunity to ask them to, to meet me polite when meeting uh, yourselves or strangers okay there's it just need ah, they, some people think ah, oh, but they're puppy they're so cute and then puppy jumps get excited and you know they pick them up that's another thing you don't want to do because you are teaching them that going up new very high up on you and jumping gets them to be picked up and gets all this attention from you, all this interaction. So it doesn't work that way, okay? We need to guide them to be polite. Another point is moving on on an adult dog, especially when you, you've got owners who are uh, more elderly, just be aware. If a dog is highly aroused when the owners come back home from shopping or hospital, doctors, whatever it may be, that big dog can just cut across their front and they can stumble on the dog. And an elderly person can be a frail person and then can really have a fall. And that's a, a very serious thing that you don't want it to happen because, you know, elderly people can actually break bones easily. And uh, that's a safety, you know, very important then that they are very taught early stages to sit for everybody they meet. So very interesting and um and it has to be consistent. So going to go for another short break. And you're listening to Zoomies with Adriana Milne on Radio Karen. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel all right. 
Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry, don't worry. About a thing Don't worry <laughs> Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright Welcome back everyone You're listening to Zoomies Your dog podcast on Radio Karen So now I wanted to Go next To the dog profile breed of the week And we are going to talk today About the boxer The boxer belongs to the utility group and was originally used for bull baiting, hunting, and pulling carts. The colors of the boxer can be such as fawn, brindle, white, and various shades of red with white markings. White boxers cannot be registered with some kennel clubs. The temperament of the boxer. The boxer is a happy, high-spirited playful, curious, and energetic dog breed, highly intelligent, eager, and quick to learn, but it can be stubborn, bonds very closely with the family. A proper socialized boxer will get along with children if introduced to them while a puppy. Some females sometimes don't get along with other females in the household. The name boxer came from the way the boxers like to use its front paws for just about everything. The boxer's nature is to protect you, your family, and your home. Boxers need lots of human companionship. Teach your boxer not to jump on people, since young puppy. This breed have a wide use in military and police work. Training should start young and be consistent. They can make an excellent watchdog. Some of the health problems that boxer breed may present are heart problems, can be prone to skin allergies, sometimes prone to epilepsy and hip dysplasia. From age 8 years, they are more likely to get tumors than, than other breeds of dogs. These dogs can draw and snore. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Poor thing. Exercise, they are an active breed, need to be taken on a long, brisk daily walk. They enjoy fetching a ball and other sessions of play. Living conditions, boxers do best in temperament, temperament climate, and the breed can chew easily in cold weather and have trouble cooling off in very hot weather. The life expectancy, 11 to 14 years of age. The coat, short-haired, is easy to groom. The boxers are very clean and groom themselves like cats. And the origin of the breed is Germany. Okay? So this is the profile of the dog breed boxer to you. I was going to tell you, like, if have you ever been to a dog show in your life? Well, a lot of the people that had opportunities to go to the Royal Melbourne show 
a pity that I miss this year because I go every year and I love hanging around the dog pavilion when the shows, dog shows are on. If you had opportunity to go to see in September, late September, and you got to to the dog pavilion, there were many dog shows on, and uh, every year, and it's one of the highlights. You know, it's a very exclusive dog show. It's very high profile. The people who own the categories, the you know, like the is incredible. Like to, to achieve uh, that sort of recognition for the the people who like shows, dog shows in general, and breed for the purpose of dog shows. So. That was one of the events. And I have to say that the Kennel Club in Victoria, the Dogs Victoria, actually has its premises in Western Point Highway. And uh, if you go over there, there are many, and you look on the website, dogsvictoria.org.au, and if you would like to visit, you know, just see what a dog show is like, and if you like a, a very much a certain breed of dog and you like to have a look at it and talk to breeders, you can see the calendar on this website that I just told you. And there are many dog shows happening right now, and usually on the weekends. You can see then, in, and then you can plan to go. It's a good day out. And early December, they've got a nice um, event there for Christmas. So the dogs can come along. You've got stalls. And, uh, you know, like you can see some dogs uh, sports and just play in and, and the May arenas. And you can talk to people, and it's very cute. Uh, a lot of the dogs get dressed up in Christmas clothes. <laughs> a few years I had a stall there as well for my business, Pet Pals, Dog Train. It's a great opportunity if you're considering a puppy of a such breed to actually talk to the breeders uh, in person, you know, and get some information. And uh, to buy some little nice doggy presents for your dogs. So uh, I think we came, arriving at the end of our show today, and uh, I will have more things to share with you. We are doing now the podcast on a fortnightly basis because we're getting busy with uh, a lot of things coming up for our business. So we will be working on uh, the shows uh, in the future. And any ideas that you may have and like to cover with me, I'll be very willing to take on board. And we will have interviews. Over the last two weeks, we had a lot of conferences uh, some of the dog trainers were present at the Hunter Valley APTT conference uh, that was held, and then there were very busy people at the dog show here, the, the Vet Expo, and then we had the dog lovers in October, so it was very busy, and I'll be having more chance to get some interviewers uh, very shortly on the next programs. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a wonderful weekend with your dogs. And... We are. We will be having uh, a fun with ours. Okay, she's gonna go for a groomer on Monday because she's very woolly since I was away for a little while, and she's gonna get the summer clip. <laughs> Keep an eye on any little seeds, uh, you know, because the grass now there's a lot of seeds, a lot of pollen, and keep brushing your dogs regularly. Get uh, rid of the excess coat now that's growing and uh, keep an eye on the seeds, okay? So nice, clean paws to avoid any problems with seedy toes that are not nice. Thank you and have great time with your dogs and your family, okay? Have fun in the sun and bye! <laughs>